to break down uh, New England and Buffalo from last night. It's Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. That game was last night? It was. Yeah, it was, actually. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you missed that or not. I was. I, I figured know. maybe you caught up on sleep last night since you haven't had any lately. Well, I don't, yeah, but I, generally as a rule, I don't sleep a whole lot. So. <laughs> uh, I did catch up on some sleep last night. Yeah, that's a true story. That's good. That's good. That's uh, That makes me feel better. That makes you feel better. I don't know how I'm supposed to follow William McGinnis. You know, I was working in Rhode Island years ago when the Patriots still had training camp at... Uh, Bryant College? Bryant, yeah, what is now Bryant University. And, uh, yeah, I remember having to go over there to cover training camp, which is kind of funny because he was playing then. Now, now we're both old, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's, old that's, that's pretty much how that works. Yeah. That is... So, are you going down to the parade tomorrow? Are you going down for that? No, I'm not going to the parade. You're not going to the parade? No, no. I didn't pull that assignment, apparently. Oh, I wasn't sure. I didn't know you had to assignment. I figured you'd just go down as a fan and come back. Stop it. Stop. You know what I love more than anything? Thousands of people gathered for no reason. <laughs> I just, that to me is the most appealing thing. That, that is, um, God, when I decided to move from southern New England back home to Maine. That was the that was the hardest part to leave with all the people. <laughs> no, I'm not going to the parade. I know, that's why I asked you that. By the way, folks, because I, I was offered two tickets to go to this parade on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, and actually it's two tickets down on the northeast uh, northeast charter and tours bus. Uh, I wouldn't have even had to I wouldn't have even had to drive or park, which is, you know, one of the things that you know you don't like yeah. about dealing with people. I, however, took a hard pass on those. Okay, oh, did take a hard pass on those, and uh, we'll be giving those away to some listeners. So, on the 105.5 Sports Facebook page, just make sure you find, like, share, comment on the post, and uh, tag whoever you're you're bringing with you, and you might be able to go down, courtesy of our friends at Northeast Charter and Tours. But make sure you get up early for that because the bus is going to be leaving early from Lewiston. So that's a, that's a good giveaway. I think that is a good giveaway, you know. And, and I mean, uh, I I was happy to sacrifice myself for the people in this situation. Thanks, Manny. We really appreciate can I, it. Can I? Can I? Can you give me thirty seconds to gloat just a tad about? Because okay, so I want there's three things. There's three things I would like to gloat about. I'm not really going to gloat. I'm just going to point out that I was right. Okay. Okay. All right. You've been hanging on to this for a while too. Yeah. So go ahead. Gripping it okay. close. Uh, yeah, kind of. I kind of have because I feel like I told everybody all summer who would listen, and nobody believed me. So the first thing is, of course, I predicted the Red Sox would win the World Series in five games. That was pretty easy. Um, I also, you asked me right before the playoffs started on this very radio program, you asked me who's going to be the unlikeliest hero that nobody sees coming for the Red Sox. And I correctly predicted, who did I predict? Steve Pierce. Nathan Eovaldi. Nathan Eovaldi? I thought it was Steve Pierce. Nope, it was Eovaldi. Okay. Also... I would like to point out that all year when everybody was going bananas over Joe Kelly, walking guys, Pete Hembry, and all of these clowns in the bullpen at the time who couldn't get the job done, I told you guys repeatedly, stop worrying about the bullpen because it all changes in October. And I was right. It all changed in October. So that's it. That's all. That was 30 seconds, right? That was good. No, I thought you did well. And, you, you know, you took a mild victory lap there, but, like, you weren't Happy Gilmore riding the riding the uh, riding the golf uh, the the uh, the uh, the putter, you know. So that was nice. Well, you know me. You know me well enough over the years to know that I have some. I, I harness a pad of um, bitterness and cynicism. <laughs> um, 
slight. I think it's amazing that um, I'm not a Joe Buck fan, and frankly, it has nothing to do with his style on the air. I think he totally discounts the fact that he got this job because of his dad, and he acts like one of the most arrogant people in the world because he gets all the best gigs. And, and whether he worked hard or not, they act like he didn't get it because his dad drives me insane. Secondly, but they spent all they spent all weekend talking about the Red Sox bullpen being totally depleted after that 18 inning game, and I said over and over and over again to people, "You're wrong. They're not depleted. They're out." They, the one thing that Cora did that was a genius move, even though they lost, was he said, "All right, Nate, you're up, and you're going until your arm falls off because <laughs> I refuse to burn everybody else." And so everybody was ready to go on regular usage the next day, except for Eovaldi. And I think that was the biggest difference in the Red Sox winning game four. But you know what? Hall of Fame pitcher John Smoltz couldn't see that. And Joe Buck certainly couldn't see that in his NFL pregame notes. And uh, I sat here on my couch. Just, I could not believe that they were missing the big picture. These guys are paid, especially Smoltz to understand, study, and talk about baseball. And they couldn't even get the most glaring, obvious things correct in their um in their observations well put how many dirty manny machado plays did they miss or shuff oh, off boy he is something huh i think it's, it's what it does for me with machado is it puts the whole dustin pedroia thing last year in a whole new light yeah it, it does i mean he may have honestly like i don't mean to be flippant about this but he very well could have ended his career yeah i i think it's um any chance I think of that he had of going to a team like the Yankees is gone. Yes. But Cashman, I think Cashman looks at that and goes, you know what? Talent, yeah, but we, that we don't need. You know? We, got, we have enough. I think that's a real – I think Machado really hurt himself. And uh, thankfully he didn't hurt anybody else. Hey-o. Um, <laughs> Hey-o. I, I think he really did. Because, I, again, I, I think in the hindsight last summer we all thought – Man alive, Farrell, get a grip of this Red Sox clubhouse. And why is this stuff still going? Why are we still talking about this? But I think at the end of the day, what we saw from in these playoffs, especially and under such a spotlight, is that uh, Machado is a problem, and he's a problem for the game. I mean, what he that the whole the, the optic. Uh, I I know the uh, blowing the bubble as he steps on Pierce's ankle is kind of a it's a bad optic, but it's just an optic. I mean. These guys are running and blowing bubbles. I don't really feel like that's the end of the world. It just looks awful. But again, like, you know, we're talking about how long had it been? Ten days since the, the Brewers thing? Probably not even that long. And no. here he is doing it again. He just can't help himself. He just cannot help himself. He's, is there a Cincinnati Bengals of Major League Baseball so that he, Machado could go there? Is that? Mm-hmm. You know, the, Bengals, the Bengals take those guys. I can't think of a team like that in baseball. Can you, Matt? I can't. Hmm. That's a hard one. Baseball's such a different kind of animal. Yeah, it's yeah. The, there's too many, like, yeah. you know, I'm trying to figure out, because you're right, like, Manny Machado's turning into Vontas Burfecht right before our eyes. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, what if, it, I'll, I'll tell you, you know what would be a great spot for him, okay? A great spot for him to be a, a turd bag and yet still not really hurt. A franchise too much because he's going to draw seats in and excite people. If he signed with the Mets, mm. Mm. I also think. I, like I also think if he went to the Phillies, I'd if, love to see Gabe Kapler try to deal with him. If he went oh, to San Diego, though, nobody would ever see him. Right, but San Diego's not going to pay for him. I'm trying to think of real, real like places, a like a realistic spot where he could land. The Phillies are Mets. currently the betting favorite. Really? Yep. Wow. 
Uh, the the Phillies are actually the betting favorite to get Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Well, oh, they're going big, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, they got a bunch of money to spend. You know, there's, you know, you know how that goes. Camera on those dugout brawls. Oh my God! Yeah, Machado and Harper in the same clubhouse. Yeah, better have a camera on them all the time. All, all the time. That is, I. I, I live you know remember that old, remember that old maybe remember that old phrase for for baseball I live for this like they should bring yeah. that that back with those two punching each other in the dugout hey, I live for this it might improve the uh, you know the coverage though I mean maybe maybe yeah. the ratings will go up uh, maybe you know I mean at this point I take a I take a shot at anything you know it, it, these are two big markets with Boston and LA and I. Did, I don't know how the ratings ended up going, but they, oh, it wasn't bad. great. Oh, bad. No, worse than how many years? They they said it. It's, it was horrible. Boy, it's just not. not but I, I, not I went back. I, you can't start games at, after 8 o'clock that are going to go four hours and expect that people are going to hang in there. Mm-mm. You know, first of all, when did they call for the, you know, they call you on the phone. Did yeah. they call you and say, it's 8.15, Matt, are you watching? Well, that's different than they call you at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Matt, are you still watching? Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, thank, I'm thank you for calling. <laughs> yeah, thank you and no. I uh, I learned a long time ago. Like, you can tell when the baseball game is over. Like the other night when Mitch Moreland hit the three-run homer. That's the only go-ahead three-run homer I've ever seen when a team was down four runs. Oh, it was, that was, that was that, what a one pitch. What a moment, huh? Hey, Travis, well, I told Well, thank God Chris Sale conjured it up with his wizardry. Travis, I told my, I told Maddie, my wife, uh, she's not, she's a baseball fan, but not a gung ho, so she's kind of laying on the couch and saying, "Well, you know what? I hate to go to bed because I, you know, change their lock or whatever. Well, they're down four nothing. I said, sweetie, change what lock? They haven't hit anything. So she said, maybe I'll change the lock when they go upstairs. I swear to God, I hear her at the top of the steps going upstairs. She closes the door. We keep it closed upstairs in the bedrooms. Mullen hits a three-run homer. I almost went to the stairs and said, hey, sweetie, way to go. Get us back in this. <laughs> it was, uh, it was a uh, back-from-the-dead moment. There. Oh, There's boy. No question. Um, it was a hush over there, batting order, I'll tell you. Yeah. I thought there were, there were a lot of moments in that series that um, you just, you, you know, were just amazing. I, I thought, you know, if you're the Dodgers, right, the way you lost game four and then – you are in game five. You're down four runs. Kelly's coming in, and he's just throwing seeds. And then you look up on your little monitor for the bullpen, and you see Sale and Eovaldi warming up. That's got to be just a kick in the gut. I mean, that's, got, that's the end. Um, it, was, it was amazing. I mean, it was really something. Just think, though. They won that series in five games without their real sluggers actually hitting. I mean, I can't say they didn't. I mean... Uh, Betts had a home run, and, and J.D. Martinez had one home run. But really, for a while there, they were old for whatever. None of them had hit anything, and they still won. Yeah, it's true. But I, I, there's two things with that. I think all year we saw a Red Sox team that all through the lineup found guys that, that delivered in big spots. It didn't always have to be uh, you know, your big bats doing all the work. And I think the other thing, one of the things that drives me crazy about things like World Series is it, you, they show you like his average in the World Series is one twenty seven or whatever it is. Like, yeah, but it's been four games and one of them was eighteen innings. Yeah, um, I thought Smoltz did make a good point about you know at one point that's his zero for 
over 12 or whatever. And they're like, yeah, it's not the regular season. It's a flip on the radar. It's like two and a half games. But in the World Series, of course, it's amplified. I, I felt like, you know, Martinez, I think at the end, he, I think he ended up leading the Red Sox in postseason um, batting average. So it wasn't like Martinez was awful. But the other yeah. problem, the other thing that happened that I think really skewed those stats was in that 18-inning game, because of the way Cora had tried to manage his bench to avoid extra innings, right, to try to win that game when he had a chance, they had the B lineup going deep into that game. And so yeah. I think in a lot of ways what happens is you look at it, you know, every time Beth comes up, there's nobody on either side of him for protection. And certainly in the National League, playing in Dodger Stadium where the pitcher spot is up before Beth, they can be really careful with that because you didn't run the risk of Bradley batting ninth and he gets on somehow, and now you've got to pitch to Mookie because you can't let the inning blow up on you. So I think it's easy to say Mookie had a really horrible um, World Series and he wasn't as good in the playoffs, but, you know, as we all know, right, they're going to be really careful with guys like Benson and Martinez, and if the guys around you aren't getting on, they're going to be really, really selective pitching to those guys, and they especially showed it with Mookie, and I think, that's, I think Mookie's number were direct reflection on how um, the guys around him did and how teams chose to pitch him. I don't, I don't think it was that Mookie just all of a sudden was awful. I just think he, you know, everything's amplified. Talking with Travis Barrett from centralmaine.com. Travis, would they be better off in that kind of a series to bat him down in the order a little bit? Away from well, the pitcher spot? I guess, but I still feel like you run into this. It doesn't matter. Whatever you do, first of all, I don't know that you're going to change everything you here, but also, uh, again, it comes down to, look, that's what that is best against Houston when Benatendi was hitting, you know? So that's no surprise, right? Now he's got some protection behind him. I, I think it just falls on guys around. It's just got to be, you got to make sure those guys are getting on. Like once Bogart started to struggle a little bit, no coincidence, the Martinez numbers started to sure. struggle a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know? good point. Um, I don't know, Matt. You're awesome quiet. Well, I, I he I doesn't a, want to talk about the well, Red no, Sox I, at all. I had a question. Yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm all done with the Red Sox. Like I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm already I'm done. I'm done talking about them because you should now, see him. He, I'm he already, wanted to wear black on Monday and Tuesday. Oh know, yeah, it was ridiculous. Like I I almost had Morse come in yesterday. Like I was going to call Aaron and be like, "Can you just do the B list?" Trying like, to avoid it. You know? Yeah, I just you know I I'm at the point right now when I see those stupid Sports Illustrated commercials. Red Sox fans, your team is the world champion. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait, and I'm already hearing now. I'm already hearing now that you know the Yankees have no interest in Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. It's like, oh, good. So you guys reset the luxury tax for zero reason. Oh, cool. You're gonna blow it on a dumpy starter from Arizona who's not gonna be able to pitch in the American League East. You know, that's cool because you've only done that a million times. You know, with Sonny Gray, Javier Vasquez, uh, Ed Whitson. So yeah, it seems like it seems like a winning strategy again by a group of idiots. So pretty excited, pretty pumped. A little bit of bitterness there. Good news listen, is, um, listen, got the Celtics to watch. Trademarked in New England. You can't say idiots. I can't. No, we're, we're the idiots. Well, are you even allowed to say idiots anymore? Because now <laughs> I think it's world's greatest team. Because I think the 2004 team, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think they they've been shuffed to the side a little bit. I think this new 2018 team is is where it's at. Well, certainly, Kurt Schilling has been shuffled to the side. Oh, he has certainly. I am waiting. You know, you did see the thing that uh, the University of Maine is having him up for a baseball fundraiser. I, I did that. do that. I, that. I am waiting for someone to complain loudly enough about it for that to change or whatever ridiculousness is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, because I feel you. I feel confident that that's going to end up happening in some Ooh, way. That's a good 
good one. Because, I mean, he's, he's on his Twitter every day. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, I, I don't, he's, he was a good baseball player. He was a loud baseball player. Might not agree with his politics, but you know what? Not for him. I, I don't know if you're, if, if this team ever got to a 2018 point. I don't know yeah. if they ever thought they could have won. I think if they gotten swept by the Reds, uh, by the Yankees in 2004, I don't know. I don't know how this franchise would have been. I really don't know. Yeah. It's a, you can't, yeah, it's, that's a, it's a, a piece of history that you can't. Like the I don't tuck. think it's as simple as saying, well, that's okay. They still would have won. I don't think it's that way because we know how that year after year after year thing built up. And I do feel, I feel very strongly about Chris Schilling as a person, but I feel just as strongly about him as a baseball player. And anytime you mention or celebrate the 2004 Red Sox, if you don't include him, it's an embarrassment. It's a complete embarrassment. You know that? Part of it. Yes. Your point about 2004, I think, same as the tuck rule. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the Patriots go. I mean, I think they're going to be good. Yeah, but I think it, it just they took off from there, and look at what's mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the, so. Next thing for you, okay? I got a question for you. Yeah, all right. Yeah, <clears throat> I kind of got annoyed yesterday, and I didn't want to tweet this because I, I was afraid I was going to get blasted. But so I wanted to filter it with you two. He's going to let you get blasted. That's I know, nice. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> no, because bo- I trust both of you, right? Like you know, uh, just in terms of society stuff, political, just whatever. Like I, I think you guys are on the spectrum that I need for balance here. Okay. Fair. So, Tyrone Montgomery from the Packers decides not to listen to his coach, mm. um, and and get out of the end zone, and he fumbles, and and the Rams win the game. And a teammate comes out in the post-game press conference and said that was Ty worried about him and doing his own thing. Okay. Now, yesterday, and he declined to talk to the media after the game as well. Okay. So the media was then uh, all over him. Right? Okay. Now, yesterday, he had a radio show and a radio show appearance to do. And he went, but he told his wife and kids to stay home because he'd be getting threats on social media, which obviously we do not condone. Correct. However... At what point, and, and of course, all the hand-wringing from, from Packers Media, you can't do the, you know, the whole thing, right? The self-righteousness of it, you know, don't be doing this, don't be that type of fan, da, 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 the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But to me, it, it took away from the point that if Tyrone Montgomery doesn't go into business for himself, that doesn't happen. Correct. If you bring that Correct. up, does that make me a jerk? I see what you're saying. I see where we're going with this now. Um... No, it does it not, to me, it does not condone any of the behavior. I'm not condoning that. Right. But what I am saying is, this is a great lesson in control what you can control. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're saying if he's not on the air and not on social media. No, what I'm saying is if he doesn't take the damn ball out of the end oh. zone, he just listens to his coach, this doesn't happen, right? Oh, no So you decided to do this yeah. on your own. You yeah. decided on your own that my coach is telling me to take a knee and I'm going to come out and I'm going to fumble. And now you're getting all the barbs. And like I said, do you deserve to be threatened on social media? No. And I'm sure there's some no. crazy people doing crazy things out there. So I totally get that. But if you don't do what you did, this doesn't yeah. happen. So this is your fault. So I have zero empathy for you. None. Mm. And you're asking if you're a jerk for saying that? Am no, I a jerk I, no, for saying I don't, that? I don't think so. I think Harsh. I think that's been yeah, but I think that's been the issue with Schilling. Yeah, I agree with what 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 you said. Uh, he's it's hard to separate those things, but stay off the social media and yeah. half those stuff will go away. Yeah, or, or think yeah. think that's before you yeah. see. Like I filtered that tweet out. Now there's no way I'm going to tweet that out. No, okay, right. because I'll get 
slayed. I will I will have an apple in my mouth and I will be roasted uh, by Thursday. Yeah. But that's what happens, folks. When you do things like that, you have to be prepared for the fallout and the consequences yeah. of your own actions. And if your own yeah. action is you're not going to listen to your boss, or you're not going to listen to your coach, or you're not going to listen to your social media manager and post whatever the hell you want, or you're going to run out of the end zone, or you're just going to do whatever you want at work, well, you might lose your job, yeah. or you might have people threatening you because you screwed up a two-team parlay, or you might have people coming after you and losing business stuff and, and, and losing a relationship with a, with a team that basically should have provided you with financial wealth for the next few years because of what you did in 2004. You might have those relationships severed because you can't keep your mouth shut. Like Those are the choices and the consequences you make with the things you do. And to me, after that, you can't whine about it. True story. I agree, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. I, do think, I, I can't believe they have not released him yet. Correct? Correct. I don't know. That's, that I can't understand. In this world of, the sports world I'm talking, of, it's our way or the highway, especially in the national football. Oh, boy, they have more than ever. Which yeah. is so micromanaged, which we, we know, and I get it. I totally get it. It's not a criticism. I get it. Um, I don't understand how you keep that guy in your locker room because the message you're sending right. to the other guy is, well, what's the worst that's going to happen if I try to make a play? You know, like, I, hey, if they, if they want guys to make plays, I'll make plays, you know. I'll, give me the ball. I'll, do, I'll, I'll go out in business for myself there. I, it doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I can't believe he has a job, we, honestly. We said, do you think he'd still be with the Patriots Monday morning? Uh, the answer would be a no, he would not. <laughs> he'd be flying home by himself on Ab- Sunday night? Absolutely. Find your own ride home. Yeah, I you got to set a standard. I believe that. I, I think that's what's made the, the Patriots so great. They've defined what they will accept. They hold people accountable. Uh, they've set a financial structure that they believe in, and they've stuck with it. They don't waver. And you, we can criticize them all we want, but just all you have to do is take a look. It yeah, works. I think, I think it's odd. I think it's a really odd decision by the Packers. To yeah. Keep it's going to fracture the locker room. It's going to make the coach look like, he doesn't have any any strength, and he's weak. Yeah. And who's making the decision? Hey, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, oh yeah, I am I, like, oh. get me out of here. Do you know what? Get me out of here. Trade me to San Francisco, or trade me somewhere else where I know I can actually be in control of a team and, and build things around me. Because you guys have no clue. Rodgers gets yeah. four first downs, three or four. They're going to kick a field goal and win the game. I think Aaron Rodgers is a, is, a, is him and Chris Paul. It's amazing that they share the same sponsor. Um, <laughs> In one of those ironic twists, you know, do I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of a, a, a tool bag? Yes, I absolutely do. I also think Chris Paul's kind of a tool bag. Again, weird that they work with the same company sponsorship-wise, regardless. But um, he he's still good, okay? Oh, yeah. Now, I don't think he's as great as the media would like to portray him to be and wishes he would be, but uh, I think Drew Brees is a much better quarterback, and I don't think Drew Brees gets nearly the amount of credit that Aaron Rodgers does. Um but but he's good and he can he can win games just by himself as long as you give him like two or three receivers, you know like just send him out there and he could do it. He's never really had a good running back there. He's never had a good running game, uh, yeah. not much of one anyways. And I say that surprisingly, when the like the years there, where Lacey was really good was the best they were. Yeah, yeah. and he was and he was no great shakes. I mean, he was yeah. Yeah. he was one truck stop. Ho ho yeah. binge away from being out of the league. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well put. <laughs> I 
As someone who has had many a truck stop ho-ho binge back in the day. Devil dogs. I feel like I can speak on those things. Yes. You know, like you were just... You're driving down the road one day. And you're like, I'm gonna go eat yeah. everything as in that store, as I can. Every- and it's gonna it's gonna cost me twenty dollars, and it's gonna take five years off my life. But I'm gonna yep. feel so good while I'm doing it, and I have a big rim around. Right, my lips exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have some. I'll have a little frosting over here, and then I'll have some jelly, and then there'll be some chocolate up by my cheek. Wipe yeah. it on my pants. Great. No, no big stuff. deal. The good stuff. No big deal. Right. You can catch that, Travis Barrett. weird. I know, it really did. Uh, you can follow Travis Barrett on Twitter. T Sorry, Barrett. Travis, your reputation just took a really T- bad hit. T Barrett GWC on Twitter. That's T Barrett GWC on Twitter. Uh, where are you? Do you have assignments for this weekend yet? Uh, this weekend is a little bit up in the air still because we have uh, regional soccer finals everywhere tomorrow. So I know I'm doing uh, MCI Nakoma's football Friday night. Okay. Subject to change. Subject to change, yeah. of course. All right, my friend. We'll talk to you next. We'll see you next Tuesday, my friend. Yeah. Take All care. Right, see ya. That is Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. We are up against it. We'll take a break. Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda around the bend. It's Maddie and Wing on the B list on the new 105.5 Sports AM 1240 in Lewiston, 105.5 FM in Lewiston, Auburn, and AM 780 in Rumford from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network.